Welcome to the Life Right Here, Inner Medicine Tools for Present Moment Living. I'm your host, Emma Waters, yoga teacher, educator, and inner medicine coach. We'll explore all things yoga, Ayurveda, and contemplative practice to give you practical tools and insight to reduce overwhelm, soothe the nervous system, and remind you of who you are at your core, right here in this moment. The Life Right Here is your weekly prescription of peace, presence, and power. Let's tune in. Welcome, friends, to episode five of The Life Right Here, which is a practice episode for you this week. Last week, our main topic was sadhana, any nourishing practice done with awareness that regenerates our energy and brings presence and peace to our body, mind and heart. And how sadhana is a pillar of the coaching that I do and my own daily life. And I wanted to introduce you to a practice that can be done as part of your own sadhana that I'm hoping you will start to develop for yourself. Today's practice is a therapeutic tool from yoga and Ayurveda that I am so, so in love with, (laughs) Sanskrit mantra, which anyone who comes to my yoga classes knows is my passion and my students love it too. I'll start with a little background information for you here about mantra and how it impacts our energy body, our mind and our heart. And then we'll dive into the short, simple, but deeply transformative practice of chanting mantra. And we are starting super, super simple. Don't forget that with these practices, I will always record a separate episode of just the practice without this intro, so that you don't have to listen to this if you want to just do the practice each day. I will release that as a bonus with each guided practice episode. But let's start with a little information about the healing power of sound and my personal experience of chanting mantra and why you might want to try this practice because I'm fully aware that it may take some convincing for some of you to give this a go because it is not something that is popularly practiced in mainstream society or even in a regular yoga class at a modern studio. As a starting point, we must acknowledge that sound has a huge power to condition or change our minds for the good or in a harmful way. And I'm not just talking about mantra here. I mean sound in general. Our conditioning by our family, by educational institutions, of which I've been a big part of, mass media and society at large takes place through the medium of sound, particularly as words. We learn this way via the words of our parents, teachers, friends, and these days, influencers. And if we are not intentional with the types of sounds, words, messages that we allow into our life and the impact that they have on us, it can really take its toll. We cannot deny that sound moves our mind 
and heart. And if you are highly sensitive, like me, then you are brought to tears by words and music often. And perhaps this is why I am moved and impacted by chanting mantra so deeply. And so if the discomfort or suffering in our own mind via this conditioning, if we're not being intentional, if that comes to a point where there are draining thought patterns looping over and over, and that's many of us, let's be honest, as humans, it creates things like guilt, self-criticism, anger, jealousy, and even anxiety and depression. And I could go on. The mantra is a tool for reprogramming the mind and replacing those thought loops with a more beneficial conditioning. Because our actions in life happen as a result of what we are thinking or what we believe to be true. Whether the information is objectively true or not. And the most alarming thing is we often don't even know what's going on in our minds. Which thought or sound patterns are playing out in there because it's happening subconsciously and we don't stay still long enough to investigate. We just distract ourselves with outside things to feel better in the short term. There are a number of translations of the Sanskrit word mantra. Manas is mind and tra means tool. So the mantra is a tool for the mind. Or this definition by David Frawley is that mantra means that which saves, triati, the mind, manas. That which saves the mind. And if we look to mental health statistics, particularly post-pandemic, our mental well-being is fractured and many people's minds do need to be saved. And on a personal note here, I have experienced decades of unstable mental health between probably the ages of 15 and 35. <laughs> Not constantly, up and down roller coaster really, and it has been the continual practice of physical yoga, the postures, asana, that has been the main factor in me getting to a point where I could be still enough to turn inward properly and work out what was going on internally that was making me feel so terrible. If I'd found mantra earlier, I really feel like I could have saved a decade or more of suffering. Mantra for me has also supported me to find my own voice and build self-confidence. The word mantra has been appropriated generally by wider society. We hear it in advertising or propaganda or, you know, we might repeat an English phrase to subconsciously influence our behaviour. But real mantra is quite different. And for truly healing the mind, we choose mantras that are sattvic in nature. This is another Sanskrit word. Sattvic is a quality, describes a sweetness or harmony. They bring harmony and promote self-awareness. And cultivating sattva guna, this is a quality of nature, is the goal of our yoga practice, a sweetness and lightness in the body, mind and heart. 
mantra prepares our mind for meditation. So this practice is perfect for you if you're a person that has tried to sit in silent, still meditation, which I did for years. There's no judgment, but you've given it up after a very short time because it just feels too hard. I've heard many people say, I can't meditate. And I felt that way too for many years. So this practice prepares you for stillness. Too much mental activity and overstimulation or the opposite, where there's a lethargy or a heaviness to our thoughts, they're both indicators of an imbalance of energy in the mental field. We can choose a mantra that has the opposite energy to the energy predominant in the mind to neutralize it and bring balance. Mantras also help clear subtle impurities from our nerves and the nadis, which are the energy channels of the body through which prana or our life force flows. They help us concentrate and reconnect to our creativity. The most simple of mantras, but still incredibly powerful, are the bija or seed mantras, which are just a single syllable of sound. They each have their own energy and impact on the body, and many are associated with deities, but the beauty of these mantras is that they can be chanted by anyone. So the mantra I've chosen for us to practice today is Hrim. You'll see it written in English letters H-R-I-M, pronounced Hrim. It's a cleansing mantra, perfect for spring. It purifies the energy body and mind and brings about transformation. It gives us energy and brings joy. But sometimes these mantras, when we initially chant them, they can bring up some stuff. It's like a clearing out. That can feel uncomfortable. And this one in particular is said to cause a realignment, which is not always comfortable. Hrim is said to be warming with a dawn-like quality. It's a solar mantra. Other mantras are lunar mantras. It aids detoxification and is calming, but also energizing, which is the perfect combination. And a final quick word on not worrying about what you sound like. Some of you might think, oh, I don't have a good voice. This is not about having a good voice. We're not singing, essentially. Chanting is a little bit different to just singing a song. This is an invocation of a sound vibration for healing and peace. And it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. If you're nervous, just do it really softly. Eventually, mantras can be chanted in your head. But with this practice, we're doing it aloud to stay focused and awake, alert. Mantra should be practiced daily for maximum benefit. Traditionally, 108 times, which you can count on a string of mala beads to keep track. And many people chant numerous rounds of 108. Sadhana never goes to waste. But with the intention of keeping this super simple... And to begin to create a daily practice, we will start with 21 rounds, which a bracelet of mala beads will help you to count. They generally have 21 beads. 
This will be about six minutes, our practice of 21 rounds. We'll start together, but just go with your breath, the length of your own breath, and I will keep track of 21 chants, and I will soften the tanpura sound, which is the backing sound you'll hear on my final round. And then we'll sit for about a minute in the silence. And this is an important part of mantra practice to be in the silence after the sound. We'll start with an om and then we will move into chanting hreem. Let's get started. Come to a comfortable seated position, cross-legged or on a chair. Lift your heart. Relax your shoulders and your face. We begin our practice with the mantra Om. You might like to bring your hands to prayer position in front of your heart or you could just rest your hands on your thighs. Let's exhale together to synchronize our breath. Take a deep breath in. Hurry. 
to a steady, gentle, easy breath. And we pause for one minute in the silence after the sound. You might like to stay a little longer. Feel free to do that. But when you're ready, just gently open your eyes. <laughs>